0: Hello there, how are you? Um, Hope you've had a super week. Thank you for the continued lovely feedback on the podcast. I think the one on perfectionism obviously hit a chord with a number of people. And so many of you have been in touch and said how it impacts you and shared your experience. So thank you so much for taking the time out to do that. Um, So today (laughs) it's not been a great start. I managed to get up this morning and had an early appointment with my son. So we were out of the house before eight o'clock. And as I came back, I pulled on the driveway of the house that we've lived in for 16 years and managed to bump my car. If you've seen the pictures on social media, you'll see the mess I've made. I've actually taken down part of the garden wall. So, not a good start to the day. And I knew I was recording this podcast, and I always have an idea what I'm going to talk about. And I thought, well, I could talk about how it's not what happens in life, it's how we respond to it. And then I thought, you know what, Deborah? Just move on. And there's a great it made me think about a piece of advice I read in a really great book actually called The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. And he's all about how you respond to life. And he says he gives himself I think it's five minutes. I can't remember the actual time frame, but he actually sets his watch or an alarm and he gives himself five minutes to be cross annoyed, feel sorry for himself. I call it my pity party. Um, It gives himself that five minutes to get all that emotion out. And then he said, right, that's it. I've got to move on. There is absolutely nothing I can do about it. What can I do positive now to move on from the situation? So I am taking that advice today. It's a garden wall. It's a piece of metal. So that's been the start of my day. But um, I wanted to share with you today, and I suppose actually thinking about it, there is some relevance moving on from that in that I want to talk about what we share as content, because often it's something being visible is something that people resist. And of course, we are sharing content in many shapes and forms. So that might be on a podcast, but for most people, it tends to be on social media. And for many in a work situation, it's either on LinkedIn or maybe on um, Instagram or even TikTok. And it's the content that you choose to share And I know this can be a challenge for people because it feeds into some of the things we talked about last week about perfectionism. Is it perfect? Should I put it out? And it also can feed into some of those confidence issues, those confidence challenges and those insecurities. So first of all, I think it's important to think about why are you posting? And From my perspective, uh, when I'm working with people, it's all about establishing yourself as maybe an expert in your field. So we want you to be the front of mind person when somebody wants what it is that you offer. We want you to be a visible expert. And the other thing that we want to do, sort of underlying that or parallel to that, is that we want to be sharing your personal brand message. So when there's that lovely cliche, people buy people, and we want to be sharing through our content, through all our touch points, all our communications, what our personal brand message is, so that we can let people know our values, our personality, the way we work, so that they get an idea of what it will be like to work with us, what's it like in our world. And we're also looking to build trust and credibility. And credibility is obviously important, but actually the research shows that, yes, you want to be credible, people want to respect you if they're going to work with you. But so often, these days particularly, that credibility, that technical excellence is a given. People expect that, and what we need to be doing is being able to share content, um, experiences, stories that build trust. Because then people people want to work with people like them. We want to build rapport. We want to build relationships. We want to connect, and therefore we want to build trust through the content that we share. And therefore, it's incredibly important that that content is relatable so that people see something of them in or their challenges or their um, life even within the content that you are sharing. And I think one of the things that people worry about, particularly going back to the perfectionist um, episode, is that they want to be the smartest out there they want to be being seen as at the top of their game they want to be seen as sharing something clever and they worry that people may pull it apart and say you know who do you think you are sharing that or they might find fault in it or even they might find a mistake in it but often if we're telling stories or sharing stories and that's what i recommend to my clients is that you share your opinion. Because if it's your opinion, then, you know, that's your opinion and no one else can. Yes, they can question it. And yes, they can share their opinion. But they can't tell you it's wrong because that is your opinion and you are the expert on your thoughts on that matter. So rather than trying to share the most, the smartest, the the most um, genius piece of content, think about sharing something that is relatable to your audience, something that they want to read. I think sometimes we can approach content and put it out there and assume that our audience will read it. But actually, people are busy and you'll know this from your own experience that You might just pick your phone up in in a quick five minutes and scroll through and you might think, oh, that looks interesting. I'll come back to it later. Or you might just scroll past it. So you want rather than thinking about content and assuming they'll read it, look at your content from a point of view of how am I going to capture them so that I entice them, that I draw them in to read it. And it's a subtle difference. So where do you start with all this? Well, to be relatable, you need to know your audience to know how you make your content relatable. So there are a couple of things you need to think about here. It's who are your audience? Do you know who they are? And people talk about uh, demographics and you know have maybe having an avatar in your mind. And I think it does help sometimes to be able to picture your perfect client. And imagine that you're having a conversation or writing a post that is specific to them so that you can really make it personal to them and understand what it is that their challenges are. So you need to know who they are, where they hang out so that you're sharing the um, content in the right place so that they will see it. But you also need to know Not just what's going on from a demographic point of view, but what keeps them awake at night? What are their fears? What are their aspirations as well? It's about sharing advice that is relevant to them, that is real in their world. The other challenge that we have is that some of our audience don't even realise that they have a problem. So we put a solution out there in our posts, but they will scroll past because they don't realise that it is an issue for them. And therefore, you have to be able to talk to them in their language, Rather than talking them through the process that you will use to help them, so what do I mean by this? From my point of view, I could talk to you about the process I go through when i 'm working with people on their impact and their personal brand, and I do that to some um, to a, a certain degree because there is an understanding of personal branding. But more I talk about confidence, more I talk about being visible, more I talk about that fear around presenting, having your voice heard, talking about imposter syndrome, because actually this is how it shows up in people's lives. And therefore having a powerful personal brand, working on your brand, working on your impact can really help with these areas. So it's about, and I know that those are the areas that my audience tend to struggle with. And I know that from asking them, from having conversations over the years. So think about how it impacts in their world. And if you've got a niche audience, that makes it easier. Um, If you've got a very general audience, then that becomes more difficult to make your content specific to them. So because I'm so niche in the work I do, my audience tends to be very broad. And I have a mix. of working with people in professional services, with lawyers, accountants, people that are looking to step up in their business. So that's quite specific. But then I'm also working with business owners, entrepreneurs that are looking for a new market for new clients and customers. So that's two separate audiences. So I have to be very careful to make sure that my content either talks to both of those. Or put specific content out for each of those audiences. Now, if you are really niche, um, for example, you might be a personal trainer and you work specifically with new mums who are trying to get their body back after having their baby so you know that content that you're putting out there will talk about them being sleep deprived you know that they will be tired you know that they will have probably child care issues and finding time to exercise you know some of the specific issues within their world so whatever it is that your audience talk about whatever they do on a weekend? What's their social situation? Do you know that they work uh, from home? Are they hybrid working? Are they in an office? What is it that is specific to them that you can bring into, weave into your content so that you feel relatable, that you understand them and they begin to trust you? So we're looking at three things here. We're looking at who they are, where they hang out. So you need to be sharing your content in those areas. For me, for example, a lot of my um, professional services, my business owners and my um, people that work in the corporate, my clients that work in a corporate environment are all on LinkedIn But then often my entrepreneurs, my business owners um, and often the more female business owners tend to spend more time on Instagram. So it's just knowing exactly and then relating the content to the platform as well. So um, Instagram tends to be more visual, whereas LinkedIn can be more opinionated or sharing knowledge. And then Twitter is different again. So you choose your platform, know where they are and think about how you can help them and then communicate that with relatable stories. Everybody loves a story, don't they? So we like to hear about how other people have benefited, how other people have solved their problems. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention on this is the one thing that I hear time and time again is that people will worry about posting something. I think particularly on LinkedIn, because sometimes, you know, I have seen people be quite vicious. I've never experienced it myself, but people can be quite cutting on social media and people are nervous that there will be a response to the content that the content that they put out there, but just bear in mind that the algorithm works that the chances are only those people that engage with you see your content, so if they engage with you, the chances are they like what you say anyway because they are engaging with you on a regular basis. So if people don't like what you say, they're probably going to scroll past and not even bother to read it. How often do you read something that you're not interested in? It, it, it just doesn't happen. So we forget about that. But for me, the more positive side of this is, have you ever been in that situation when you've read maybe a post on LinkedIn or Instagram maybe one of those motivational posts, you've just seen a quote and you've thought, you know what, that's what I needed to see this morning. And you've had impact on one person. That post has impacted on one person. And that's what your content may do. So you may not connect with everybody, but if you just connect with one person that day and they start to engage with you or you've made a difference Isn't that worthwhile, putting that post out? So as with everything, it's about consistency. It's about showing up consistently. Keep sharing your values. Keep sharing your purpose, what it is you're about. Keep sharing your expertise, but in a relatable way. Tell stories. And people will start to respond, they'll start to engage and that's when the magic starts to happen. I'll see you next week. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.